Hello, hello, hello. What do you know? Well, Man. just glad to be back. Oh, we're glad to have you. <laughs> Mr. Claywell, how are you this afternoon? I'm awesome. Mr. Ham, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing very well. And the, the, the gentleman that led us into this episode this evening, special guest in our studio, uh, Mr. Glennis Helton. Mr. Uh, Obi. <laughs> Mr. Obi. <laughs> nice to have uh, you back in studio again, sir. Uh, thank yes, you. Sir. Thank you. It's so nice to be around people that can actually say Glennis. <laughs> Yeah, oh. but you know I'm not going to do that because you've been Obi to me for so long that yeah, Glennis does not roll off the tongue like Obi does for me. Yeah, I've actually would like to replace that. Like I want to keep Glennis, but yeah. I definitely just have four names and just put Obi right, and it's just it actually it needs to a be weird... in parentheses, kind of like yeah. kind of like you know anytime you see the old gangsters, you know like like uh, Angelo snaps provolone. Yeah, you know, from yep. Oscar. Yeah. Anything that anyone that has a middle name in in parentheses has got to be pretty cool. And definitely Obi needs to be in parentheses in your name. Yeah. <laughs> it's like even my gamer tag is Obi the one. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. It is. Nice. Uh, it was hard to get because I was just like Obi the one. You know, yeah. that's what I wanted. So I had to replace the with duh. Yeah, because I'm sure then, the was already well, taken. Yeah. Which reminds me of an EverQuest character I made, but I can't say that name. They 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 kept uh uh was it pausing my character or whatever, and like I would come back and like part of the name was just gone. Oh yeah, and it was uh I was just like man, so then I'd have to come up with another way to spell it the same way. Yeah, and good old EverQuest. Good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> so, Mister Claywell, what have you been into? Not a whole lot. Uh, Stuff has changed, but nothing really. So, like, my supervisor. Right. I think last time we talked, he was getting ready to leave his position. Yeah, he put in his notice, and he left the company. I applied for the position. I did not get it. Okay. Uh, So, the new supervisor starts effective uh, Monday. Oh, okay. Do you you know the person already? No, not uh, yet. No. Okay, I do see. not know them. I mean, they're, okay. they've been with the company for a long time, but I just don't know them personally. Okay. Uh, I guess I was wrong, though. I guess their official start date is the first. So that is Saturday or something? That oh, is not weird. this coming weekend, but the following yeah. weekend. Yes. Yeah. So, so you or still, I guess this upcoming weekend. Still yeah. filling in, doing the supervisor job stuff? Like for we were now, talking? yeah. Yeah. I still have to do all that Monday through Friday. So. Uh. Yay. For another week, at least. Yeah, for another week. And then I'm turning that all back over to him. Absolutely. This is, this is your puppy. So here you go. <laughs> yeah. This is this is your pay grade, yeah. <laughs> not mine. Uh, and, and then since last time we talked, uh, I got invited to be a member of another stream team. Oh, nice. So I accepted that. And now this is through Twitch. Yeah, Twitch. Nice. Part of my Twitch stuff. That is awesome. And we got... Uh, we are organizing right now to uh, we're going to attempt to raise some money this year for charity yeah as a team nice uh we've set ourselves a pretty lofty goal I hey don't know, i've but, always heard shoot for the moon and land around the stars or something shoot for the stars and land on something like that yeah shoot yeah, for the big so, thing right uh but it's uh <laughs> you know i was on another stream team occam's razor uh and it's a good group of people uh, but we just had very different schedules, right. so it was hard to like be a part of the team. Yeah, yeah, I can um, see that. And this team, we're on more of a similar schedule, and we interact a lot more. Okay, because of that, uh, a lot of the t- a lot of the people on the Occam's Razor team are more night owls. Ah, uh, yeah. Where I where I work a day job, that's just really hard to participate in. Yeah. 
and a lot of these people have daytime jobs. So, so you guys it's, can it's called, do afternoons, evenings. Yeah, it's called part-time slackers. Oh, nice. Oh, I yeah. like it. So uh, we game when we have time, and that's kind of the... Yeah. That's cool. Uh, that's a good mantra. Yeah. And so their, their biggest thing uh, as a group is Destiny. Yeah. Playing Destiny 2. So helping people do stuff, you know, sherpa people through raids and dungeons and stuff yeah. like that. And I know whenever so, I called you earlier, you said you were in a group thing. Was it... Was it in Destiny? It, uh, well, yeah, I wasn't in a group thing, but I was in a dungeon. Yeah, trying to learn it. Oh, cool! And trying to get through it on my own. Very awesome. Very yeah. awesome. So. Yeah, I've not like I've been, you know, of course, like since before Christmas. I guess actually since like September ish of last year, I've been playing Breath of the Wild, and finally got through everything. Did got all of the. Um, now you're just grinding out them Koroks. Now, now, dude, now at this point, yeah, pretty much. Then there's 900 of them. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, my gosh. That's a lot. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I went ahead and finished up all of the shrines, um, got all of that, got all of the armors, got pretty much everything that you can get. And now it's just a matter of getting those little Koroks. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> but I don't think I'm going to make that a goal because that's, that's insane. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of them for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. So, today, guys. We are sitting down at a table that we have been at, I think, most of our lives. The nerd table. Mm. Um, Darn tootin'. Man, we, like, like, this is something that we eat, sleep, and breathe and have, I know I have since late middle school. So, like, 30-some-odd years are right yep. at it. Um, uh, like, so the, what we're going to talk about in this episode, we're going to talk about some role-playing games. I think we're going to talk about just some like fantasy like books and settings that we kind of like, and we're yeah. just going to nerd it up for the next hour or so. Nerd yeah. rage. And when we say role playing, I mean tabletop. Yeah, tabletop yeah. RPGs. Role yeah, role playing games like tabletop. Not, not not RPGs like WoW. No, 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 no. We're talking yeah. like dice roll, paper pencil, right. you know, books and stuff, stuff like that. Right. So, open campaign settings, not necessarily like you say, um, <coughs> nothing online specifically, like WoW or you know, you know, whatever else. So, yeah, yeah. So, where do we want to start with this? Because there's a lot that we could talk about for the next hour. <laughs> well, I think oh, I would God. like to start with just our favorite tabletop. RPG, like campaign uh, setting, setting or okay. yeah, yeah, All right. just like what's your favorite world to play in? Okay, so now I've played in quite a few, like yeah. a bunch. Um, right. I know with you, Eberron, we did that. So Dungeons and Dragons, Eberron. Right. Um, I have ran in uh, Greyhawk and um, Dragonlance, and played in forgotten realms like the underdark that's my um, baby. there's a bunch a bunch of them that i have like played in right um but honestly my personal f- <sighs> my personal favorite yeah like just at my core is kren is dragonlance the dragonlance setting i love it um the way it works some of it's clunky some of it is not necessarily user friendly but i think that's part of what makes it a good campaign setting um especially like magic and things like that in it because it's very 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 like i don't want to say clunky but it is kind of like um it's an abstract way of 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 approaching magic in that setting right and i think so uh dragonlance is definitely up there for me 
<clears throat> right. And I think one of the things I look for in a role playing system, like a, a setting, yeah. is the the magic system. Yes. Because that's that's where you can really define Yes. I mean, hitting stuff with a club or a sword is hitting stuff with a club or a sword, no matter what setting you're in. Exactly. But they have so each one of these has like their own way to define the magic, and I think Dragonlance is probably my second favorite system for that. Right. Because of the moon phases. Exactly, and the way that the, the and the way the schools of magic work in Dragonlance. Yeah. So you, you're drawing your magic from the three moons. Right. So Solinari, Nutari, and Lunatari. Right. Um, so yeah. So the the you got the red moon, the white moon, the black moon, and that's where you get your you know your good your neutral and 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 dark magics. Right. Um, and something too is the way that they approach. Um, how you gain those powers in this one, uh, in in this setting is is to, in my opinion is is phenomenal simply because magic is not something that is common. You like in Kryn, like the entire setting, a magic user is fairly um, rare. Right. Um, and to become a magic user, you had to go through like you know before the towers of high sorcery, it was kind of chaos magic. And then once you they they created the towers of high sorcery, then you had to go through trials, which put your body and mind through these tests to see if you could even um, control the magic. Right. So um, and then the way that they 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 approach spells as far as um having to learn them the arcane spells and the way that they the, the like a wizard would know them and it, i found this awesome awesome little thing that that i, I want to just i think you'll appreciate this so it talks about how a wizard um gets his spells and memorizes his spells and the way that that actually works in the mind and I was like, this really is at the core of, of Dragonlance, how magic works. And it says the wizard, like once they cast a spell, right? So it says like here, the description largely uh, applies to Dragonlance as well, though I recall that the world, uh, the ritual inscribes words of magic in the wizard's mind. And saying the final words causes the pent up energy of that spell to kind of flare out. So you you're like the preparation of the spell in the mind, like bottles up this energy. And right. then the wizard hasn't afterwards, once the spell has been, you know, used, those words almost disappear from the mind right. or they have lost that power. And in the, this next line, I thought this was brilliant. The wizard hasn't really, quote unquote, forgotten the words so much as the words represent a mental construct that caged the energy of the spell. Once the spell is cast, the construct is gone. And I thought, man, that is a good way of looking at how a, a wizard, an arcane caster, casts spells in that setting. It, so I thought that was well put. It, it just kind of just made me think of like Green Lantern's ring. Yeah, you know how you use the willpower to, to exactly. Cons- yeah, it's pent up energy. That's a, I like the, I like that. That was I thought that was really really well put. But yes, so Dragonlance, Dragonlance is my favorite campaign setting. Um, dragons are fairly rare. You don't see a lot of them, right? Um, at least not until after War of the Lance, and then you start getting a few of them. Um, and then you have these characters that are just absolutely beautiful. Um, from you know creation all the way to death these characters are are very 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 well-rounded so right yeah and so what other a, what other campaign setting would you have kinder in <laughs> i was gonna say is there is there a setting specific race that 
I mean, that, draws to you. So I guess the, the kinder are, yeah. I think are just because they're so childlike and so, so fun. Right. Um, I love them. Well, they can be annoying sometimes. <laughs> I was going to say, but I do love that character because they are so innocent. Um, I got you. But um, the draconian, the the you know the 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 kind of the bad guy of, right. of Dragonlance, especially the the chronicles, um, I think that is a good construct, a good um, campaign, or I, guess I should say, a good setting specific NPC, um, because you don't really get those outside of Dragonlance. So what was the? There's the three draconians, right? Um, there's the ones that turn to stone when they die. Yep, the ones, the ones that, that turn to acid. And the ones that, and the that explode. explode right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you get that from the different chromatic dragon eggs that were corrupted, which created right. these things. And which also explains the decline of the dragon population. Exactly. Yep. Right. Okay. Yep. 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 All of that, and we actually the the group that I, I play with, we're starting a Dragonlance campaign. Um, um, we're starting with um, it, we're doing the historical arc. So we're starting as Irda, the the high ogres, the blue guys. Oh yeah, okay. So this is like, I want to say like six thousand years pre cataclysm, and you know our our DM has basically said, hey, you know you're going to play these characters, and you may only we only play them, you know five or six times, and then jump to another setting because as the timeline moves, these characters drop off. So, so. what it sounds like to me is uh, that that target that goal yeah uh the foundation novels i don't know if you've ever read those but I have, nope i've not read those it's a classic sci-fi series and it does the same thing like it it jumps like you'll spend a few you'll spend like a few chapters with this group of characters and then yeah. the the timeline jumps like 800 years in the future right and it's just all new people and then you'll spend a few chapters with them and then it jumps like another thousand years in the future and then so that way you're kind of getting the timeline as it goes as yeah. this world develops yeah. yeah and that's kind of what we're looking at because there's there are so many books that and so many different things that you can pull from for from Dragonlance because I want to say there's I want to say we're getting close to a hundred novels now. So, wow. um, I got five or six at home. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a bookshelf still, you know, full of the house, up, upstairs there, but, um, yeah, there's, I think there's somewhere right, right around a hundred novels. Um, and now of course, you know, the Weiss and Hickman originals, there's only, you know, a dozen or so of those, but all of these other people that have started contributing, you know, yeah, on that system, right. um, so yeah, there's a lot to pull from. So if we're going to be playing this, I'm sure it's going to be if we can stick with it, years worth of play, and I think it'll be fun. So now I heard a, a rumor, and it may be apocryphal. I don't know. Okay, but I've heard that the original Chronicles trilogy, yes, the Dragons of Autumn, Twilight, Spring, Dawning, Winter, Night, whatever. Yep, those three books. Uh, I've heard that they were based off of a campaign, D and D campaign yes. that Weiss and Hickman played in. Yes. Hmm. So is that that's accurate? That's true. Okay, yep, that is true. Yeah, all of those characters in those those are characters that they that that was you know sitting around a table at one point. And that's another thing I really liked about that that setting is the whole not just the whole unique magic system of the red, white, and black moons, but also you know they went a step further and clerics as well. Yeah, in that setting are kind of different because they're all the gods were gone. Yeah. So there yeah. is no after the cataclysm for three hundred years. The, there were no clerics. There were no clerics. The gods were were silent, yeah. and so they hmm. did not. Yeah, they could not cast divine spells whatsoever. And that's kind of what sets the chronicles in motion. Is there's right. a staff that that is found, and it's a it's an artifact from one of the clerics, and and that 
kind of reawakens the 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 interest in the old gods and and they they kind of come back and start talking again then of course the big constellations that are missing in the sky so right yeah. yeah, it's pretty awesome, awesome setting. And then, you know, the, the three originals, um, you know, you're, what you're talking about, the Chronicles, um, a few years, quite a few years afterward, um, they create their or they released what they called the Lost Chronicles. Um, and between those those books, you know, you have your Dragons of Autumn Twilight, Dragons of Winter Night, Dragons of Spring Dawning. There are gaps, like large gaps between those books. Right. Um, and the Lost Chronicles fill in those gaps like perfectly like literally the the last line in dragons of autumn twilight is is like that conversation is the one that the uh the dragons of dwarven depths picks up on like they're still standing in the same spots and talking to one another so it's continuum and i I thought man that was very 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 well done nice so yeah Good stuff. Good stuff. So you like the Dragonlance campaign setting as a player? I do. I do indeed. And I'm cool. very, very, very stoked about getting to play with my group over here in, in Dragonlance again because we've been playing in Galarian with Pathfinder forever. So, so now let me ask you: yeah. Do you do you play any of those campaign specific races? Typically speaking, like do you play a Kinder or a Draconian or? <laughs> Well, I don't know what I'll play once we get to that point. Right now, we're all. Oh, I've been in the past. Like, have you? Um, in the past, I have no. I have not got to play a Kinder. I got to play in campaign with Kinder, Mister Claywell. Um, <laughs> no, I played one. And your your Kinder is phenomenal. Um, you. Actually, one of my favorite, and we'll talk about this a little later. But one of my favorite um, scenarios that happen in game was you <laughs> and I, we'll talk like I said we'll talk about that in a little later and it was the kinder um, but um, no I've played dwarves I've played half elves I've played half dragon I've played all I mean all these different things but as far so, as one that was specific to the Dragonlance I setting think, I'm not I think another to. one that they introduced as a playable race in Dragonlance was Minotaur yes yeah you can play Minotaur so, in that and hmm. eventually I'm sure that I probably will I don't want to say have to, but I'm sure that we'll we'll be playing that because I want to say like um, specifically in like the Kaz the Minotaur the, that series where he's in, right? We play out all as Minotaurs. Oh, nice. So um, there's another one that where we all play as dwarves, and right now we're all Irida. So okay. yeah, I got you. I got you. Pretty I cool love stuff. Dwarves. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> dwarves are fun to play. My dwarves are some of the most clumsy characters you've ever seen. I cannot stay on as stable as a dwarf is. I cannot stay on my feet as a dwarf. <laughs> yeah. My, well, Quint Battlehammer is like my favorite dwarf of all time. Yeah. You gotta love the gut buster brigade from, you know, LRA Salvatore and all that. Just absolutely love it. So if I get a chance, like I'd love to play a dwarf. I've it played just, in Forgotten Realms. Yeah. Um, now, my, my default character is a dwarven fighter. Yeah, okay. like if I don't know what else to do, I'll just I'll be a dwarven fighter. Um, yep. Yep. My my go to is typically human rogue. <clears throat> That's normally my go to character. I love a good rogue. Um, I like the stabby stabby and the the hide in the dark and all that kind of stuff. Right on. So <laughs> since you were just mentioning it, yeah. I will go ahead and take the torch from there and say my favorite campaign setting, uh-huh. and I only got to play just a couple of sessions in it. Um, and then it kind of disappeared for a long time, and I think they brought it back now with fifth edition, Dark Sun. Yeah. Mm. And again, it, it goes back to that thing where I was saying, like, I, I like the draw of the unique magic systems that they have the opportunity to develop for these settings. And 
the the dark sun setting is unique in a couple of ways um wizards and i don't think they have sorcerers they might i don't know i don't think they used to they might now i haven't seen any of the new stuff and right. when i played it was during Thaco days. So Thaco. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So So let's let's clarify for all of those those people that are not people that sit around in tabletop game. Thaco was to hit AC zero and it drove players insane. Yeah. Second edition second edition D D was some rough stuff to play in. But anyway, okay, continue. Yeah. So (laughs) I mean a brief a brief summary right now the the better your armor is the higher the number is that's yep. the way it works right now and if i want to hit you i have to roll higher than your armor to right. hit you it didn't work that way at all back in the day no like you had to, to get as close to zero as you could and and you had to add and subtract and then subtract and then add and then you had to come out and you had to figure out if you hit them or not and it wasn't clear and there was always and there was always arguments about it so it's much more simple now but anyway that's how long it's been since i played in dark sun and we only played a few sessions right but i loved the unique aspects of the cleric and, and wizard magic system that they have in that setting. Right. Um, so if you're not familiar with Dark Sun, the whole planet, and I, I don't remember the name of the planet or any of that stuff, but it's like this desert wasteland. Like there's no vegetation. There's no, there's no, it's just like this desolated, barren hellscape. Right. And, the reason it is so corrupted is because of the way the magic system works in this setting. In order for people to cast m- magic spells, they have to draw power from living beings. So it's almost like a life essence. It, it pretty much yes. They're 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 taking in the life essence of everything around them and channeling that. To create something different. You know, that kind of makes me think of of the way that like the the monk key pool kind of works in Dungeons and Dragons and Pathfinder and stuff like that now. So where they have this life energy that they have in them and they kind of channel it into a specific thing. Kind of. Yeah. But as a wizard in Dark Sun, you would not want to use your own life essence. Okay. Because you can kill yourself. Oh, that would be bad. Yeah. So you want to draw in the life essence, and and what that what you'll find in the, in the planet in the in the setting when you move around is you will get to these places that are just lush and verdant and green and well maintained, and a powerful magic user will live there. Ah, because by the, way, the the name of the place is Athas. Athas. A T H A S. Yes. Okay. Um. So, you you. You, you will find that powerful magic users live there because it's not. And when I say life energy, I don't just mean animals. They will primarily draw it from plants. Oh, okay. And so ages and ages ago, there was this huge war between magic users and they sucked in all of the life essence of all of the vegetation on the planet and just desolated the way the land. Like there was no crops to grow. There was no vegetation. There was no greenery. The the dirt turned to sand. Everything dried up and blew away and just it made it the barren hellscape that it is now. Uh, so now there are two basic classes of wizards. And the ones that I'm talking about that you'll see these huge verdant palaces is those are preserver wizards. And they will work to maintain harmony with their power. 
they will draw small amounts of life essence from the things around them, but nothing too nothing enough severe. to kill it. So they're more right. druidic they in try, nature. Yeah, they try to be at one with the area around them. Nice. And then you have defiler wizards, which will just suck everything dry, and they don't care. Yeah, I'd probably and, be a defiler. I'm not going to lie. And so it's, it's just a unique <laughs> system uh, because the defiler wizards have this ability to do something they call an overcharge. So basically, like if you're a second level defiler wizard, you can cast a fifth level spell, but you're going to kill everything around you doing it. And, okay. But then once you do that, you're you're done. You're done. That's that. Because there's no other life to draw in to cast anything else. Now, if I'm looking, so I'm just kind of looking at a, at a summary, pretty much of. of okay. I'm just going right for now. memory. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, seems like from what I'm reading here, one of the things that were really heavy in this was psionic powers. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I that was, was huge. There. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, one of the reasons this this setting disappeared for a long time is because it introduced this new ability called psionics, because magic was so hard and so easily destructive to the land. Uh, this other element of power came in, and it was called psionics. Okay. And everybody that's ever played D&D, that's ever ran a campaign, that has encountered a psionic character, the DM hates them. Oh, yeah. Because they're broken overpowered against anything that's not another psionicist. You're, I mean, you're absolutely right. They are just completely OP. Like, it, as a player, about the only monster that poses a challenge to you is a mind flayer. So but that's crazy because I mean, those just, are super powerful bad guys, right? Exactly. So, but, but they, but the reason they're so super powerful is because their abilities are basically psionic abilities, right? Mm. And so they can actually, they have the innate talent to combat a psionicist. So they they can go toe to toe, right? Yeah. But anybody else, you can pretty much like a first level psionic spell and just wipe their mind, and that's that. They're done. Like they just stand there and like, and yeah. then. <laughs> I had a, so I had a I party re- get controlled over um, a mind flare once. You what now? With like took the whole party. Oh yeah! Like, like everybody, they just turned the entire party. We were with a small couple platoons. Yeah, and it just no, no. You're just oh sorry. It basically just, just yeah, it just took over the party and then turned us around. We started killing our own people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, we, and then slow, and then this DM. Uh, is is just so evil like he's he just made us kill each other and so it was like the last 30 40 minutes was us like just sitting there watching dm just be like ha 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 because that's their ultimate goal i think is just to murder you you know that's one that's one creature that we've only so like i like i've been playing since i was late middle school roughly right and mind flare is something that i've only come in contact with a few times like very few times Mm. yeah and that's the way it should be they're very rare yeah Yeah. like it's they don't come to this plane often yeah Yeah. and which is pretty awesome i mean because the few times what stranger things makes you think yeah they're not very common (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i mean i guess and that, I guess that that too is something that I, I like about the groups that I've played with. Right, they they understand that. Like I have been playing now for thirty five years. We've never ran across the Tarask, which is like oh the, thank God, yeah. yeah. But you I'm just, just saying, you know, at some point I would kind of like to just to even if it wipes the entire part party, just to go. Oh, we finally went up against this creature that's been like this epic thing, you right. know. So. so but to your point about the DM, their goal, when I am the DM, 
My goal is never a, a, a TPK. Yeah. That's yeah. never my goal. I never want to do a total party kill. My goal as a DM is to present you with a challenge that is just on the verge of your capabilities. Exactly. Mm. Like you've got two people down, two people up. The boss is weak. It's <laughs> like you don't know. Like, are we going to finish him? Is he going to finish us? How many and points has he got left? I mean, I can only on hit him another time or two. If right. he hits me one more time, I'm done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please that's, don't roll a one. That's that yes. is the ultimate. Please like, don't roll a one. As 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 me as a dungeon master, that is the <clears throat> ultimate. Like, I want you guys sweating it. Yeah. I want my players to sweat it. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> what have we got ourselves into now? Uh, and there are, but there are a few campaigns that are uh, not campaign um, encounters in a campaign that are designed to teach the party humility. In other words, know when to, ro- to run. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. there, there are encounters sometimes that are specifically designed that if your party is stupid enough to stand there and do this, they're all going to die. So, okay. So the campaign that I think of whenever humility is something that needs to be taught to a party, red hand, the oh, red hand of doom. That is that is a, a campaign that is specifically designed to teach a party run, get away. Every encounter, every encounter is just it's it's a, a harassing retreat. Yep, I mean that's that's all you need to be doing. You need to be hit hit hit, hit run. run hit run hit run like yeah yeah and that's another one that, that's one I've only played in a time or two and we never make it past like the first few encounters first few sessions because everybody's dead. Yeah, and we're like, I, okay, I, this is no fun anymore. It, but they're not, no. it's not fun to play a constant retreat like that as a player. Right. You're you, right. You, you, you want to be on the advance. Yep. Yeah. And that makes it difficult. Yeah. But some of the other cool, sorry, back. Some of the other cool things about Dark Sun, in my opinion, that I enjoyed, uh, they introduced uh, a couple of new races. Uh, one of them was very elf like, that was an innate psionic uh, race. I can't remember their name. Uh, there was another one, though, called the Thrykeen. That was like this race of insectoid. They look like praying mantis, right? Kind of like imagine like, a like six, a six-limbed humanoid-sized insect people resembling mantis. Yeah, hmm. yeah. You kind of picture a praying mantis in your hand. They have four <clears throat> arms, and you could multi-class into uh, uh, certain things that would let you wield four weapons. It wasn't very effective. Did they have to but, make a new rule for oh, the dual wow. wielding, quad wielding? <laughs> no, because they they treated it the same. Like the, this, this side was one. This side was one, but you had two weapons, so you would like swing, but you would swing with both hands. So you so, said it's been a while since you've played. Hey, right. uh, there's one that that um, they introduced in this newer, like whenever they re-released, yeah, two thousand four ish, called Mull. Yeah, I don't know the Mull. Mm. Okay, it says here they are dwarf dwarven human hybrids. Um, they're bred by the sorcerer kings as a race of slave soldiers. They're larger and stronger than humans. They possess tremendous endurance. That sounds like an interesting thing to play. Be like just a big giant tank. Yeah, be, that'd be a perfect hmm. fighter barbarian. Exactly, that would be yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. But I really like the Thrakeen. <laughs> that that was the character. That was the class I played. Uh, like in life, I've always kind of been a social outcast because I'm a nerd. And I mean, I, I had my nerds. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I was gonna say we all kind of stick right. together. But mm. but you know, at, at large, as a nerd, you're kind of segregated from everyone else. You're a nerd or not a nerd. And I was a nerd, 
but the Thrakeen are were are very looked down on <clears throat> because of their appearance. Like they're heavily judged against. And so I like it was easy for me at the time when I was playing this, which was in high school, it was easy to put myself into the mindset of like an outcast. Yeah. You know? Um and yeah, they they're they good looking little dudes. Yeah, and they have innate sonic resistances in their uh just in their race stats and everything. Um but like I said, we didn't get to play we didn't get to play the uh the setting much, but uh it, it was just a lot of fun and I really enjoyed like I said, I really, really enjoyed the uh the aspects of being able to uh experience something different in a different magic system and also the 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 clerics and the holy people in dark sun don't worship gods they draw their <clears throat> powers directly from the elemental planes i was gonna say there's so, a, there's even a class that's like a half elemental class so um that uh, and i cool. can see where they would that would definitely be um something that they would like the um oh what are they called the Genesi, G E N A S I. Yeah, those are those elementals. Those are the ones I was talking about that look kind of like elves, but they're like highly sonic. Yeah, yeah, like they're, they're yeah. It says they are half elemental, rare uh, offspring of humans and elementals, living in the wastes on the Isle of the Sea of Silt. They uh, revere nature, hate the sorcerer kings and defilers, and they are heavily psionic. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't play them. One of the other people in, uh, that we ran with played them, but I was a Thrakeen. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. I just enjoy. The, <laughs> but the then again, dolls. you know, whenever I have played, you know, whenever we have played as far as any uh, tabletop, seems like the ones that you bring are the ones that are a little different. Like, you're talking about the Dark Sun that you kind of go to that. We played Eberron. Yeah, Eberron's, if you don't know Eberron or anybody out there listening to us, it's it's like a steampunk Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was really, really cool. The uh, yeah. setting was awesome. And some of the things, like the, the big golem-like things, the right. um, the uh, mechanics mecha- me- or whatever they were, were phenomenal. I mean, like, they don't heal. They have to repair themselves, oh, which yeah. was a really they take, cool they take thing. Half, they take half healing from healing spells. Yeah, and um, so the, you like got, you had like airships that you could that mm-hmm. would fly. You had and they were like controlled by elementals. I mean, it was just a really, really, really interesting setting. Yeah, that was not like anything I had played in before, and so the, it was the, really awesome. Those are called Warforged. Yes, the Warforged. Yeah. That was them. There's the Warforged. They're like living mechanicoids. Yeah. Like, and and like they don't have to sleep. So like while everybody else was asleep, I would stay up all night on guard duty and repair myself. So in other words, while everybody else is trying to sleep, we're all hearing it was only if I had armor. <laughs> um, they had another race called shifters and they were like not lycanthropes, but similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't afflicted with an illness. They have full control of their consciousness and everything. <clears throat> but they had the ability to kind of half shift to like a like a more feral, form. Yeah, like a feral type form. Yeah. Hmm. And then you had changelings. Now that's uh, what I've played several times because they yeah. they introduced that into Pathfinder. And oh, that's nice. what we've been playing. So we, you could play that as a play, uh, playable race pretty much in Galarian. So. And that would make an overpowered so, thief real oh, quick. Oh, you talk about an awesome, awesome assassin. rogue. Yeah, rogue uh. assassin character. They are awesome because they're, I mean, they are part of the, the, the shadow plane. That's that's kind of where they yeah. come from. So you get all of those types of abilities and then that sh- that where you can change your appearance. Yeah, and all they remind of me of uh, the, the, there's a couple of characters in The Witcher. 
Yes. <clears throat> that are very similar to that. But they don't really have facial features themselves, but it's, they mimic facial features of other. Think like Odo from, uh, from yeah, DS9. Deep, yeah. That's yeah. kind of what I picture. Because, But basically, <clears throat> they get a plus 10 natural ability to disguise self. Yep. And so, like, you can just roll to look like whatever. someone else or whatever. Right. Yeah. And so they're like the ultimate infiltrator. Yeah. You know, like. And see, I, whenever I was playing it, I took, um, I took, so I, I, I took a, a, my first, I think two levels or maybe first, first level was, I think maybe my first two levels were rogue. My third level was shadow dancer. And so that gave me hide in plain sight, which was a phenomenal thing to have because you right. move effectively five foot and you mm. can, as long as there were shadow within 10 feet of you, you could rehide by flipping through those shadows. And dude, you could get that sneak attack just about every round, which was awesome because we were up against some bad stuff in that campaign. Yeah. <laughs> That's when we were that evil campaign, um, Way of the Wicked. Whew. Fun great. stuff there. The Changeling. Have you watched any of the new Picard series? No, no, I have uh, not. Two good things is actually we've been watching that and now this is the Star Trek. Thing? This is Star Trek, the new Picard I was, I was one. I'm going to see. I've seen. I've seen previews. It, on it's that. worth a watch. Yeah. I've got. I've got the Peacock or whatever, Paramount or no. whichever one it's on. I think it's. I think it's on I Prime. What we've been watching, but anyway, what I was going to say is the Changelings, Odo's race, right. is back. Oh, nice. That's that, cool. That, and and also, and it's been controversial apparently, but I don't know why. I actually got to see and hear the Star Trek Next Generation team crew curse a little bit. Oh, and that was just such a good change for me because it was always so politically correct <laughs> and understanding, and it's well, always you know. so diverse. Now it's just like when when I heard Picard utter the f word, I was like. It was he's, almost like when he's you. He's human. Yes. Oh, finally. It was almost. It was. It, was it as good as the when the ship was crashing and Data went, "Oh shit." Yeah. No, it's ten <laughs> times better than that. Yeah. Is it like just to hear them utter like simple, just little curse words? And I was just like, oh. yeah, that was good. All right. All right. So Obi, we've hit ours. Dragon Lance for myself. Mister Claywell here is Dark Sun. What do you have as far as yeah? What's your favorite? What's tabletop? your favorite tabletop setting? In it doesn't all honesty, have to be D&D. I'm, I'm, I'm a Jezebel. You go White when, Wolf. When it, where it comes into – because I've, I've never been part of it for more than, say, four or five, let's say, sit-down sessions. Yep, sessions, yeah. And then it's kind of over. It's always been, like, short campaign-ish, and I've went it from Pathfinder. Most of it that I've always played is the um, D&D you know, second right. edition and stuff like it back in our high school days. And it was always just like one person would be doing and they would script something out. And okay. it, it was always an interesting story, but I've never done anything that was like setting specific. Setting, yeah. So, so most of the time, if you if it was just kind of a generic, um, that would be like Greyhawk, because that was kind of right. like the yeah. generic ge uh, general Dungeons yeah. and Dragons world. Yeah. yeah. All of your like Tosh's hideous laughter and Morden Kanan's yeah. fiendish whatever. That's all. That's all. Greyhawk. And then we would run like a simple <laughs> die six game from time to time, especially with like the like I've been. I've played a couple of those systems. Yeah, I have this, not. The, they're, they're, it's easy. It's it's more. It's not it's, as. It's a lot more like White Wolf. 
I was going to say now, like success only, failure. Yeah, I was going to say the only yeah. time that I've ever played something that was that was dice specific, you know, set was um, White Wolf because yeah. you. Right. I mean, it was all D tens. Right. So and yeah. like you have to roll over a certain number and then you have to get so many successes. Right. And that's that. D six systems work very similar to that. Okay. Okay. Now we did. We did. I think we were going to try um, that. What is the name of that one where it's like in space? Spelljammer. Um, yeah. That's no, the D and D one. Yeah, maybe that's it. Pathfinder has one that they just came out with. But yeah, that's Starfinder, and we didn't. Yeah, Star we Finder. tried it for like a uh, half second. And was like, yeah. D and D just released Spelljammer, and the cover of it has. If you've ever played Neverwinter Nights, the old video game, oh, the cover of it has Minsk, good name, right? yeah. the barbarian, and Boo, the giant space hamster, <laughs> I love on it. the cover of Spelljammer. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. And I just look at the cover, and all I hear in my head is, "Go for the eyes, Boo! Go for the eyes!" <laughs> That's a that's another one is just it's not always dragons, orcs and dwarves. You yeah. know, you, you get like I've played um like the like a pre Empire Star Wars campaign. We, we did that for a half second too. But. Um it, it kinda petered out a little quick. Uh I've never been in a, a sci fi space adventure for more than like two yeah, sessions. I was going to say two or isn't. three sessions is about what we lasted on that one. Even the other one that we, you were talking about, Spelljammer, and I, I don't think it was Spelljammer that we were playing because um, it was more steampunky than it was. Well, that's it. Spelljammer is the new one that just came out like yeah. three, four months ago. Okay, so yeah, it was not that one. This was an older one that, that we actually had to convert up. Are you talking so, about Shadowrun? Shadowrun, that's yeah, it. Okay, we've played Shadowrun. That's one. Um, yeah, um, one of the players he's got all all of the old stuff of that and brought it in, and we played like he like basically we had pre made characters. Even he's like, right. okay, here's what you've got. Which one of these do you want to play? And he didn't let us see stats. He just had pictures. And we're like, oh well, I, I like the way that one looks. And I yeah. like so yeah, the one that I played ended up. He was like real foppish looking um <laughs> like had like the hat you know and like mm-hmm. the, the old like like ruffled uh collared suits and stuff like and i was like oh that's kind of cool yeah very bardish looking and i think i ended up being like a hacker of some kind you know like a computer hacker so right basically everybody else was running around with all this tech and i was able to fix them <laughs> there you go <laughs> it was cool it, it was cool but my my favorite setting would have to be um forgotten realms oh <sighs> I'm such an RA Salvatore. So so hard to live in. Yeah. Well, there's always something going on. There's, but it is a very fleshed out world. It is Mm -hmm. so fleshed out. It is like that's one of the things rounded. That's one of the things I appreciate about Forgotten Realms as a world. Like a lot of these other places, like uh, Dragonlance. Yeah. They talk about Krent. Yeah. Like the planet. Yes. But they don't really talk about. The places on the planet. Well, and forgotten. Yeah, I mean a little bit, but not. I mean, you have like home, deep home, or, or whatever dark, whatever the. Yeah, there's there's solace there. I mean, if you if you dive into it, you do get those specific. But things, like, but if you look at Forgotten Realms, like there there's water deep. There's like all these cities that have like Menzo this. Baranza yeah, and there's, there's yeah. all the yeah, lore of all the cities <laughs> yes. and the history. Like it's like a rich. It's like to me. If you're looking at like Dragonlance or something, you get like, yeah, there's a city over there called this. Yeah. But if you if you look at Forgotten Realms, you're like, here's like a four tone volume about Waterdeep. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree there. Um, and the like, I've only read on a little bit of theirs. Like I wrote, I read the um, um, the Homelands trilogy. I guess right. was the Dark Elf trilogy. I'm just, I'm just talking about the, the, right. the campaign setting. But I mean, yeah. I'm not, we're not going to the novels. No, yet, well, but. I'm I'm just saying though. 
that in those, it's kind of where you get a lot of that, you know, that depth of building that world. But even in the campaign setting, like there, there, there's a book specifically just, on those that's oh, just that's about cool. all the places, all the big cities, and the yeah. And there's like pages and pages on each location. That's awesome. That is very awesome. So yeah, but yeah, I'm just I'm strictly referring to the just the like, campaigns like the, themselves, like the, yeah. The, the, the campaign, and campaign materials. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. So, have you played? Have you played in any of the Forgotten Realms stuff? Did you play with us whenever we were playing the War of the Spider Queen no. part of it? Oh. No, I have played a little bit a long time ago, but yeah. Oh, Claywell, that was one of the best ca- campaigns that I've ever played in. And we were it was epic level. So I mean, we started at seventeenth right. level and played up through 20th and we were we were fighting things that were phenomenally powerful right we were phenomenally powerful um but you're right as far as like what what you get in those that setting is just so fleshed out yeah like it's so well done yeah um yeah yeah that and when we talk a little bit hopefully here in a few minutes about our favorite you know things that have happened easily one of my favorite things happened in that setting and I'll, we'll talk about it so. i think i know what you're talking about there. Oh. i've heard about it i didn't play <sighs> that was so <laughs> much fun <laughs> well well let's go to it what's what what is the your favorite thing in a in a no i want to let's just let one of you guys start I don't want to start here with because I started. I, I, you guys go because I, I'm. I want to revel in it for just a moment. <laughs> right on. Uh, my my favorite thing to have happened in a game session, <clears throat> I think, is just. Um, I, I. This is just going to sound so egotistical, I guess, <laughs> but. When I'm role playing, I want to role play. Right. I don't want to roll dice. I don't want to roll dice. I want to role play. Yeah, you want to be the character. And so one of my favorite things that I ever got to do was when we were playing a Dragonlance setting and I got to play a kinder. Oh, my God. And I like to try to lose myself in the character. So every time something came up, I was constantly making secret rolls with the DM to pickpocket my team. And dude, so we were <laughs> we were we were carrying this music box. Yeah, it was <laughs> this music yeah. box that was that was the key to something. We I didn't don't know, know what, but we, we didn't knew know. it was powerful. So like we would put this in in our 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 bag, you know, and we're like, all right, we've got this, and we're traveling along. And next thing you know, is the flipping Kinders got it over there playing with it. Yeah, I, like, I like open it up. Like, like, How did this? you get that? It, it played such a pretty song. <laughs> the song was so beautiful. Like you, you listen to the song, and every time I open it, everybody's like, close it, close it, close it. And I'm like, but no, just listen, <laughs> just listen. And we're it's like, so pretty. He's dwelling well back in how character we, how now. How is he getting this thing? How is he? Get, right. and, and literally. He would go over there and he would just roll and like if he got it, he got it. Sometimes he would not get it. Sometimes he would end up with like our like cooking utensils or just one little, little uh, clip though. You know, He's just like, he was, ah, but the thing this. is, but don't. Not, but, no, 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 hey, no, 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 kinders uh, do not steal. They do not they borrow. Right? You dropped no, it. You you must have just, dropped it. He and I picked it. it up for you. Yeah. He found it. It was so complete or deniability he was, of a or race. Or he was holding on to it for safekeeping. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I saw it there, and it was dangling out of your pocket, and I figured I better take that before you drop it so I keep it safe for you. 
And that's the mindset of a kinder. They are so offended if you call them thieves. Uh, it kinder, is so, a kinder do not steal. They kinder do not. are not thieves. No, not even a little bit. And I would sit down at the end of every day when we were breaking camp, and I would... It's kinder. That's the kinder way. I would dump all my stuff out on the ground that you and go through all my stuff. Filtered. No, everything. All of my stuff. <laughs> okay, like so everything I owned, I would just spread it out on the ground and look through all my stuff to see what was in my pack. Because stuff would just pop into my pack. And I don't yeah. know how I got there. Look at that. That thing was in my pack. Can you so, believe that? Um, that sounds I, I, like I such you're, a fun you're, character. Because you do, you do so well with Kinder, and, and I, I know that you're going <clears> to love <throat> to hear this. So Tasselhoff, Tasselhoff Burfoot is yeah. the Kinder, like right. the Kinder. Yeah. Uh, so every every Kinder now has an their uncle is Uncle Uncle Tasselhoff. Right. Got so a lot of nephews. Yes. He yeah. Does. So Tasselhoff is like the core Kinder from the original Dra- Dragonlance Chronicles. He was he's a little halfling and thief and love the most lovable characters that you ever saw in your life. And when they when they released the campaign setting. There was a specific uh, um, subset of books that came specifically about him, and one of them was called Tasselhoff's Pouches of Everything. And you could roll randomly on this chart, and it would allow you to pull things from another person's bag. And it could be anything from rings, like magic rings, to mundane items, to like sticks, um, or you could literally reach in and grab a player character and pull their head out of the bag and go, oop, I better put that back in. Uh. I mean, it was crazy stuff. So, but they have revised that to make it more, I guess, campaign uh, friendly. Okay. So December of this past year, you can now buy Tasselhoff's Pouches of Everything revised so it doesn't break the system whenever you have that item. Oh, so nice. It was so, it's nice to see that put back in the setting it's nice. so it's not broken. <laughs> but, but those are my favorite moments is when, like I said, egotistical, self-centered, whatever it is, when I get to lose myself in the char- and just be the character. What, and like when I played that Kinder, that specific Kinder, I would do stuff knowing full, like as a player, knowing full well that this could kill me or half the party. But that looks really, really fun. So can I go? Okay, so let me go ahead and tell you one of my favorite things that happened. Like I I could I could rattle off. I don't know how many characters that I loved to play. Mm-hmm. But one of my favorite things to character was in that um, setting that we were playing. Um, Dragonlance Chronicles. We'd started playing that one. And there's a point where you get captured. It's just part of that. Right. And when you were, were captured, we're sitting inside these like huts, these like little like straw huts, and we're bound, like completely bound. And everybody at the table is sitting here with our wrists together. And we look over, and what does the, the kinder do? The, the kinder? He he's like, why is everybody like sitting here like this? And the next thing you know is he's scratching his nose because he is no longer bound. And we're like, dude, what? How did you get unbound? He goes, I'm not. I'm I'm still tied up like you guys. And then he get out and scratch his back or something. And I like, okay. So we're like, dude, can you get out of there? And we're he's like, yeah, we can get out. I can get out of these. No problem. He just pulls his hands out of them. And we're like, okay, so go get our weapons. No, they got mad. They were like, why didn't you tell us? He's like, I was like, 
Well, you guys were all tied up. I didn't want you to feel bad. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, dude, sneak out of here. Go over there in, a, in another one of these little huts is where our, our weapons were. Our, you know, they had stripped us of everything. So we're like, okay, go get it. So what does he do? We're like, do not, no matter what, do not mess with the, 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 the magic items because, you know, you can mess things up. So what does he do? The first flipping thing he does, picks up everybody's stuff, and he goes, ooh, there's a staff. What? I wonder how this works. And uh, starts shaking it. Because, uh. you know, rogues have the ability to use magic item. Yeah. Oh. Yep. So I was like, what does this do? Magic item. 20. <laughs> he rolls in that 20. Oh, God. What did, what did he get? So what he got was ice wall, <laughs> which created this 40-foot-tall wall of ice that now this hut is setting on top of with a kinder inside it that goes from one side of this encampment to the other. No longer are we being quiet about anything that we're doing because of the stinking kinder. <laughs> I oh, love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's it, it, things like that, though. It was that fun, though. Totally sets everything in motion. And then we're like, oh, no. It's like, what's <laughs> going on? Oh, the uh, unpredictability. Yeah. All right. So, and then I'll, I will so go ahead and I will tell my favorite, favorite, favorite one. Okay. Sure. So, that epic level campaign that we were playing, um, the Underdark, we, we have to get inside the city. We are a group of male um, drow elf, dark elves, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, hold on real, real quick. Okay, so the for, for the people that, that don't, aren't familiar with, in the drow society, the dark elf society, it is a matriarchal society. Right, that's what Women have all the power. Men are basically like we Muslim are, women. They're supposed to be kept at home and unseen. Yes. Mm -hmm. So they're all males. Except for one character that we all know who that is. We'll talk about him in a few. Burt so Reynolds? Anyway, yeah, that's the one. He's oh, got yeah. a mustache. So, um, <laughs> so we have a female cleric that's with us. So effectively, we're this female needs to talk to the guards to get us in the city of Menzo Baranzan. And we're like, okay, they're not going to let us in because we are traveling with... Jagrid, which is this big beast, um, four-armed, I don't even remember what, Dragloth. Dragloth. Yeah. So he's like huge. He's this massive, massive thing. He's got four arms and he's just this, looks like almost like a werewolf. And we're like, there's no way we're going to allow, they're going to allow him to come into this city. So our magic user, I'm going to give the shout out to my Good, good buddy next that lives here close to me, John. He can weave magic spells together to be these most beautiful things that you've ever seen. So this is this is the creature they're traveling with. Yeah. So so and, we and that's sentient. That's not a monster. Yeah, that's one of the players. That's one of the players. That's one of yeah. He is. He, wow. He's the, he's basically their their meat shield. Yeah. He's our he's our fighter effectively. Or yeah, big. He's he's he's. Kind of like the barbarian of the group. I would so. feel safe with him on my side. <laughs> However, I don't think I'd want to sleep in the same camp. Uh, but he was, he was he was tame. Um, <laughs> so when we get to the, the guards, though, or before we get to the guards, our, <clears throat> our wizard, God love him, God love him, he goes, okay, we need to disguise you so that you can get in with the rest of us. So we need to make you look like a drow, too. Now, mind you, the guy that's playing this character has been burned many, 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 many times 
both figuratively and literally by fireball and every other spell that he can cast close to this character because he always plays the the fighter of the group. So he's like, no, I'm not letting you cast a spell on me. And he's like, oh, come on. He's like, you've got to get, otherwise you can't come in. They're not going to let you in the city. He's like, what are you going to turn me into? And he's like, well, I'm going to use polymorph on you so that way it'll make you look like us. And he's like, do I have to? And they're, I mean, John's like, dude, it's either that or you, you sit outside for the next week or two while we're doing our business in here. And so he's like, all right, I guess, I guess, I guess go ahead and, and hit me with the spell. Mm. And John's, John's, here's John's reaction. So you, ex- you, so you accept the spell? See, that right there. <laughs> that should I tell don't... you something. So you accept the spell? <laughs> and God love Wheeze, he goes, yeah, I accept the spell. John goes, polymorph, you're a fur coat. Oh. <laughs> so what does he do? He hits the ground as a fur coat. And one of the drow walks up and picks him up and puts him on. <laughs> To walk into this city. Now, mind you, the guards of this city have true sight, so they can see through the disguise of Polymorph. So what they see when they come walking up, when we come walking up, (laughs) is this drow that has this giant draygloth draped across their back with its arms all hanging down. And one of our players literally sat and drew this while we were playing. So we got to not only see this, you know, in our minds, but we got to see it on paper as well. I kid you not, I almost peed myself. I was laughing so hard. It was hilarious. And to this very day, to this very day, if we walk over there right now and we go, all right, Weez, do you accept this spell? He goes, hell no. Hell no. No way. <laughs> Never no again. Way. I, he's like, I don't care what it is. I will roll a will save to get away from it. I don't care what it is. You want to heal me? Will save. <laughs> I'll, set, I'll set out for a week. I'm good. <laughs> oh, so funny. So a funny. fur coat. Oh. Oh, Jagrid the fur coat. <laughs> you know, I once got trapped outside because I chose to be a drow, and we were above. Oh, yeah. And... That's just like, man, Forgotten Realms can be so racist. Oh, Forgotten Realms is so brutal. It was like, well, you yeah. can't come in here. And I'm like, yeah. So I literally just spent like half the night just outside of the city. Just wandering around. Just wandering around. Just what are you at, doing? Looking at the pretty mushrooms and glow and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So we, we did another campaign, and it's what you're talking about later, where it's all dwarves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We played that before, and I played it. So... I like I said, my default is a dwarven fighter. Mm-hmm. I played a dwarf. There was another dwarf in the party that was a wizard. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember this one. Yeah, and so <laughs> dwarves hate spellcasters. Not just, big fans. Yeah, just like as a general rule, they don't so, trust them. They're right. sneaky. They're so <laughs> again, I like to role play. So the whole time we're playing, I'm giving this other character grief. I'm like, stay away from me. You're weird. Yeah. I don't like you. Like, I don't trust you. Like, to the point that the player themselves got offended. Like, at like, certain points, they're like, really? Are you, are you really mad at me? Yeah. But, so, like, they stopped. Like, and everybody in the group was like, dude, like, you got to lighten up. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, no, you as a person, I love you. You're fine. But your My character, character is not like your character. My character hates your character. But that's how that's that's how into it I get sometimes. Yeah. 
and, and I'm just like, uh, but I had it all in my head, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to adventure together for a while. Yeah. Eventually, he's going to sling some kind of spell that's going to get my butt out of trouble, and then I'm going to give a little bit. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, well, maybe he's not so bad. And then, like, but you got to get that build up, right? Yeah, okay, so you were totally pulling a leg loss and a Gimli, basically. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like he, we're going to be I best gonna, of friends by the end of this campaign. Yeah, What's your count, at, honey? He, he was where we start, <laughs> right? Because I don't trust a spellcaster. Just racially, I don't trust a spellcaster, and he's going to have to work to earn my trust and respect. Yeah, and he's going to have to prove himself on the field of battle. As and, a dwarf should. And it was, I mean, it but, works perfectly when you do stuff like that. It really does. Yeah. But, but yeah, we never played. Again, it's one of those things where we never played it that far, and it never got to that point. Yeah. But um, that that was, yeah, I was going for that. Good times. Dude, there's been so many, so many little things and, and just fun stuff that's happened in campaigns that, like, whenever I think back on it, like, the highlight reel would be, I mean, I don't know. I guess because we were there and in the moment, it was just, it was awesome. But I don't know. I, I love it. I, the, it's why I've continued to play to this very day. I'm 45-year-old role-playing, you know. And right. So um, do you have one specific that something one. that happened in a specific campaign or a, a game that just kind of stands out as that one thing that you're like, oh, this is why I do this? <laughs> yeah. There's been, I don't know, I'm like, I'm the same. There's been so many cool, unique little things. Um, mm, that's hard to pick, isn't it? It really is because there's so there's a lot of them. Yeah. Like one of the first things that I can remember was Psionics when they were first introduced <clears throat> back in second edition. Right. Um, I can remember one of the players. We were like second level, and he took out the main bad guy. Like we got to meet him. He was supposed to come in, kind of threaten us and then take off yeah he turned around and the, the the player was like so he turned his back and we're like and the the dm's like yeah he turns around to walk away he's like all right i attack and he got a blind attack on the dude and it was a sonic blast that just like totally killed him and we're like the, the, i mean we quit after that the guy was like you know i can't i can't play with a character like this yeah. right and because that's, that's what made, i was saying it yeah. made the dm mad yeah. so yeah I, I was like yeah those those and there's some things that are still kind of broken like that. Like right now, the big thing with with Pathfinder was uh, gunslingers because they are like very, very powerful. Again, so to me, that's where rule number one comes in, which is DM's discretion. DM's discretion. House rules or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Those that's, those kind of things are 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 very 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 important, especially whenever you have something like right, like the new D and D movie coming out with uh, what's his name? Ah, uh, yes, that's actually uh, I've got Chris, it pulled up right here. Chris Pine. Pine. Yeah. All these people are fussing because in the trailer you see the druid cast wild shape and she shifts into some she, thing. an owl bear, an owl bear, yeah. and you can't do that. Oh, the rules lawyers are all up in arms. Oh, you can't do that. You can't wild shape into an owlbear. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like... But DM's discretion says... Well, well, DM's discretion says you could... Or she could be doing something else. There's another ability that they have that's not wild shape that would let her transform into an owlbear. So it's like... But again, it's it's rule number one. Like, read any source book from any role-playing system, and they're going to say, make the game your own. Yep. Make yeah. the rules to make it fun for you. And yeah, because more you know, rules and all that, it just you kind of ruin the fantasy on it. 
So you're right, and that's what dungeon. That's what this whole thing is about. Is that so? <clears throat> since we've kind of breached that subject, let's talk a little bit about what happened over the last couple of months with like Wizards of the Coast and oh, all that. Oh yeah. So they yeah. really, really, really kicked a hornet's nest. Is pretty much what it is, and it's a good thing that they ran back and kind of hunkered down because yeah. the community as a whole was up in arms. Well, they right. And they were right. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. They were the the community was 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 right where they needed to be as far as this goes. Yeah. So, uh, the original the original thought on Dungeons and Dragons or any kind of role playing system is that rule number one: make mm-hmm. it your own. And the creator, the the creators of the rules, have relied so much on the create creativity of the players and the DMs. Um, for the, for effectively building these worlds and these realms that we play in, and they have kind of given, and not kind of, they have given what they called an open license, basically the open game license, the, the OGL. OGL. Yeah, the OGL is the open game license, and it basically says, here are the rules that we are putting forth for this. Now use them to make this world your own. So. I want to say it was what right, about, right around Christmas or just before somewhere right around first yeah, of the year. Yeah, around November, December, somewhere. Uh, in um, they decided that they were going to revoke the OGL, the o- open game license. They were basically going to say, "Okay, we're rewriting this so that anything that you create using our system, we're going to make money off of it. Yeah. Especially we if, own it. if we own it because you're using our rules to make it. Right, and this." This really got a lot of people stirred up really quick because then they were basically saying, "Okay, so if I go online and I create this right. game, yeah, we so, can, are you going to now start taking money from the players and the the fact that I have created this well, world?" Well, that's what they that were is, changing it to. Yeah, yeah, that's what they were making. That's what they were going like, to do. So, like all these places, like Critical Role. Like, I don't know if you heard of that, but uh, it's like a big Twitch channel. We'll talk about Sundry. we'll talk about them in a minute too because I got them pulled up too. Well, I mean, I'm just saying like that. So there's a like any like me, right? Like if I wanted to stream, if I wanted to play D and D and stream it, and I came up with my own campaign, well, since I'm playing it on Twitch and people can give me money on Twitch and subs- subscribers and stuff, and he's using Dungeons and Dragons and I'm using, or Pathfinder or whatever's rules that would well, so Pathfinder wasn't a royalty yeah, but, or they so, could just claim yeah, it. it as, basically, they were going to they were saying like, they could claim it and copyright strike my channel for. Making money off their product. See, that's crazy. Yeah, and I mean, it's just like even playing a guitar. I'm like, oh well, any music you play off of Fender, we right. own. Uh, right. That's that exactly. Like, no. That's exactly what it would be like. It would be like Fender coming out and saying, oh, you're playing our guitar. We own your songs. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's yeah, it's it, it was pretty crazy. Now the good thing is, like I say, the, the entire community was up in arms, and they started. Um, there was massive boycotts of of different things, and they were and people were starting to pull out subscription services, and, uh, and I mean, it was, it was the a same, big deal. And it was right at the same time they bought D and D Beyond too. Yeah, because yeah. D and D Beyond did not used to belong to Wizards; it used to be like a separate company. Right. So they got all of this, and it basically ended up under one umbrella, and then the the bottom fell out because of what they were going to do. So the community, um, I guess it, the the voice was loud enough that they heard, and now they have kind of backpedaled and said, "Okay, the open game license is going to remain in effect, so that way you can continue to use our things." Um, basically, having to stop 
what they were wanting to do with with the open game license and thankfully which is a good thing yeah, yeah it's, it's a really good thing because i mean it would have it would have really 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 put a big dent in tabletop gaming and i i think that it would have i don't want to say this and i don't want to speculate so too much but i mean dungeons and dragons has had its um uh, it's been a roller coaster Okay, so yeah, in the uh, so the community pushback on that was like a, a really big thing, and I'm glad that they did what they did because it it it's you know we're now to a point with D and D where we can create ca- campaigns again without necessarily have to having to worry about you know Big Brother coming in and swooping in and saying hey we own this so right that's that's a good thing that's a yeah. very good thing and you know um, Pathfinder did they basically were saying if if Dungeons and Dragons falls on its face because it it has had its ups and its downs right. um, if it falls on its face basically we're here to pick up the rest of the community and they were fully embracing all of those people that were going to get getting ready to, to drop Wizards of the Coast and come you know running to oh, I'm sure Piezo so yeah it was it was some good stuff so yeah um, and yeah. that would have been a huge faux pas on it on, if have. Wizards had continued with that anything you create we own mentality yeah that would have been some bad that would have stuff. been the end of dungeons and dragons i, 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 didn't, like say, that I didn't want to necessarily court. speculate that it would be the end but it would have definitely been detrimental i mean but it yeah. wouldn't have stayed profitable enough for wizards to no it would it. Have, they would have I sold mean, it off to someone and probably if I, the, whoever they sold it off to they would have lost money on and then they would have been like okay so i guess you know we know what the community wants hopefully and they would have hopefully opened it back up i, anyway. I think the only chance they would have had is if piezo had bought them yeah and if that would have happened that would have been phenomenal because yeah. i love my, my 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 pathfinder stuff so yeah like <laughs> even this dragonlance campaign setting that we're getting ready to start in we're going to use the pathfinder rules because nice. you know, because we are all we we all know it, and it's I so do like some of the fifth edition changes. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, and I'm gonna I, I will say this. I think moving forward, because like I like I've said a couple times already, I I, I prefer more of a role play right. than a roll dice kind of encounter system and, and campaign. Uh, and I think going forward, I've decided no matter what, no matter how it's set up in the books, uh, I'm gonna move towards a um, milestone leveling system yes and not a experience-based leveling system yeah because i think experience-based kind of promotes combat over anything else yeah i mean that's where you get your experience effectively unless you've got a good dm that can basically award xp for that role play right and a lot of times they don't necessarily do that because it's not as clear-cut right and because of like the, the way the encounters work and everything you tend to get these people that i mean you'll grind out XP and level up way too fast. Right. And so if you go to a milestone base, like you let them go through the encounters, but they don't level until you're ready for them to level. Right. And so we've done that um, whenever we were playing Way of the Wicked. That's the way it worked. It was not, we weren't, we weren't leveling based on XP. We were based, we were leveling based on points. And so like you, like you go into um, the, the fortress or whatever. And if you took out the catapults and you took out this and you took it and, and depending on how many of those, you got a certain number of points. And once you hit those points, that's when you would level. And so yeah. it was kind of a, a hybrid between the two. Yeah. Now, see, for me, I think what I'm going for from now on is like, you know, uh, when you lay out your campaigns, you kind of block it into your major encounters. Right. Right. I mean, that's kind of, I don't know if you've ever DM, but that's kind of the way I've always done it. And everybody I've talked to, yeah, that's typically how they do it. They kind of lay out the big encounters. And then work your way to them. And kind of work your way from one to the next. And like, I'm, you know, the way I'm going to do it going forward is like, 
after when they hit this encounter that's after that they're gonna level like when they can when they navigate that encounter everybody levels yeah uh no matter what they've had to do beforehand like you don't level until you get to this point right because that takes the onus the pressure off of oh we got to have you know we got to go find something random other stuff to fight to get the level yeah before we go to this big encounter like it doesn't matter what you do like you're not going to level until after you get over that big encounter i think i would be more comfortable playing under that seems like it'd be less stressful and just straight to the story like you said just get a role play you know that would be a lot easier as a dm as well as as a game master because effectively you know where your characters are at at all times right um there is no longer keeping up with um i mean you you still set up encounters based on where they're at right you know you know because but you 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 wouldn't necessarily have to worry so much with well how much xp is this specific thing going to give them right yeah right exactly so I think that's what I'm going to go for. Like, you know, we're trying to get, I'm, I've been trying to get a little campaign going with my family. Uh, my daughter, oldest daughter, mm-hmm. loves Stranger Things. Uh, and she's like, what's the Dungeons and Dragons? You, you, you've got those books, right? And so we got, she made a character. I've got a campaign ready to go. Uh, we just got to get a few more players. Uh, that's cool. To, to get in. I, I don't think I could run it with. I think I need at least three players. Right. Um, I just don't think I could do it with two. I was going to say, we've so, played, our, our typical party, I think, is five. Um, right. And I, I think I could run with three, but I don't think I could go any lower than that. Yeah, that would it would be and, tough. Yeah. You'd have to have some in, uh, non-player characters yeah. or something. And I've already be... rolled up a, a, a cleric with a backstory. Yep. Uh, just because nobody ever wants to play the healer, right? <sighs> So, we're, you know, we are lucky at our group that that's the one player. That's all they play. Right. Yeah, I and know. that's rare. I, I yeah. mean, extremely rare. Yeah. It's good to have. Yeah. Uh, but I've, I've already got a backstory. Uh, he got in a bad fight and uh, took a took a bad punch and bit off his tongue. Oh. <laughs> so he can't speak. So I can't I don't have to worry about, you know, yeah, some or the dialogue yeah. interactions or whatever. Like I can just be like, Arr. yeah. And like, so they can't come to me and be like, how do we get out of here? Yeah. As, as an NPC, you know, I just be like, and then exactly. That's cool. You know, I've already <laughs> thought it. That. I've already thought it. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do I, how do I keep my NPC character from impacting their decisions? Yeah. Well, you can't understand anything he says. So, okay. Have, you know what I mean? Have so, you ever like had like NPC characters are always something that's, 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 that, that's hard right. to do, right? Yes. Yeah. So my favorite NPC that I ever made was a librarian. Um, I created a librarian um, that we were that was in the specific city that they had to go to. And when they were talking with this librarian, they wanted they they were after this specific book, you know, that they had to look for, you know, all this kind of stuff. They find it and they're like, all right, so can we check this book out? And the librarian's like, no. (laughs) the books of this library stay in this library and they're like so we can't we can't take anything out and the 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 the, the librarian's like no you cannot and they're like okay so why and eventually they come to find out that this librarian is a silver dragon and it's horde <laughs> nice. is the books 
So it hoards knowledge instead. Of I like that. That's a different take yeah, was, on that. I was going to say that was. I, I was like, I like this. I like the idea of this, so I ran with it. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> I've never come up with something that cool. My favorite one that I've done is uh, we were. I think we were playing an Eberron campaign, and the party had to charter a ship, like an ocean-going ship, from one place to another because they have airships in the game. But this was a, no, it was an airship. I think. Anyway, it's irrelevant. It was an airship. Yeah, it was an airship because the captain was known. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever read anything about the gnomes, but they always speak like run on. Like they don't put they don't put gas between the words. All the gnomes always just talk really fast. <laughs> now, now that I do know. But, uh, so it, and all the gnomes. Just, so I, I did my best terrible Brad Pitt impression from Snatch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, we never, none and, of us could ever understand what was said. And we're like, okay, wh- what? It's like, you gotta try that boat, eh? And they're like, huh? You need a ride? Yeah. What? <laughs> okay, so let's wrap this thing up yeah. um, with, I, I wanna wrap it kind of with what brought us to the nerd table, I guess, that's happening out in the world right now. Um, this coming week. Mm-hmm. The new Dungeons and Dragons movie drops. Mm, so yeah. it's Honor Among Thieves. That comes out Thursday night, midnight is Friday. Right. Um, and I think we're already like our group has already got it. We're, we're all going to go see it on Friday. So nice. it looks like it's going to be funny. And um, just from the, the things that I've seen, we get to see a lot of the, the D&D characters, the creatures and things like that, that right. we play, you know, against. Yeah. And like I say. Tabletop gaming, I love it. We have got the minis, we've got the books and all that kind of stuff. But seeing something fleshed out, even if it's CGI, is pretty awesome to me. So I'm really, if nothing else, visually, I'm looking forward to this movie. Even if the story is total crap, I'm looking forward to getting to see these creatures that we've been fighting all of these years. That's like the original Dungeon Dragon when it came out years and years ago. I mean, it was still, it was so goofy. It was, it was great, you know. But yeah. I mean, you got to see a lot of different. And my and favorite the, scene in that whole thing is when they're in the tavern. Yeah. And everybody's just hanging around. I'm just like, that was the, that was the variety, the diversity of craziness. I think my favorite thing that I've seen so far. There's two things. <clears throat> they're in an arena and they have to fight, so they you get to see like, um, um, the uh, the the one they they there's a gelatinous cube. There's a um, mimic that's in it, and then there's the um, what are the the cats with the two tails? The that's like a, a displacer beast. I think I is don't what know, they are. Man. Maybe. Yeah. You're, the, so you're I get to see yeah. those. I got to see those three just in the preview. So if I'm seeing those three in a preview, I'm thinking, man, there's got to be a lot more. And then there's, of course, you get to see dragons and an owlbear, an owlbear that looked phenomenal. It's, it's, it's looking like owlbears. it's going to be good. I think I think it could be good, but unfortunately, Dungeons and Dragons does not have a good track record with films. No, they don't. But I'm hoping that the like, people I keep that flashing back to the one with what was it like Marlon Wayans? Yeah, or that's what I was yeah, talking that's about. That's the yeah. one that was not great. It was kind yeah. of the first one, though, wasn't it? It was one of the first ones. Yeah, yeah. the rest now, of them they then, just don't put a lot into them. I don't think. But. Yeah, that's the thing is there's there's. I think there's just too much for them. I think that's the problem. Well, they want they try to bite off more than what they should. And mm. in a campaign, you know, to keep it within the guideline, within the, the the rails, right? In 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 between the well, the and, lines. and I, don't, I just don't think the technology was there with True. the CG before. 
I can see so, that like, as well. I think they were just overly ambitious for with the visuals, and they couldn't get where they wanted to go. And there's so much story that happens that's random. That it's right. those little things that make the magic, you know, that happen then, in those groups. Mm-hmm. Like, did you see that god awful animated? Dragonlance movie oh that they goodness. made. The only the only terrible. thing that I liked about it was Kiefer Sutherland voicing Raceland. Yeah. Aside from that, the rest of it was garbage. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What do you, what I you think? I really, really want to play D D. Okay. Like I haven't scratched that itch. I haven't it's been either. a long In while, huh? Nine years. So let's play. Okay. I would love to. Yeah. Okay. I would love to. Like I like I said, I've got I've got a campaign ready to go. Like I've done I've already laid out the intro. I've got NPCs if we need to fill in. We're good. So I think we're good. You just let us know when to be there and we'll play. I got awesome. dice for everybody that needs dice. I've got you know I want those lethal ones you got in there. <laughs> the, the metal ones. Yeah. <laughs> those the are cracking neat. dice. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I to go home. I've got a little wooden chest. Little, is that what you yeah, got yeah, your that's what in? mine stay in yeah. yep. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. good stuff good stuff oh. heck yeah so everybody out there don't forget uh, drop us a line what's your favorite role playing system campaign setting are you a white wolf fan do you like D&D do you like the 20 do you like the D6 stuff I was going to say we didn't even really touch base on, on any uh, of like the riffs or gurps or white wolf or yeah let us know all those kind of things uh, but. You, drop us a line on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash two minds podcast yep and you can hear this episode as well as all of our past episodes um, from our host site two minds.podbean.com or you can search us up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Apple Tune, any of those um, podcast catchers that you guys use out there. Just look either Jason Claywell or Jeremy Ham in parentheses, or not in parentheses, um, in quotations, um, or Two Minds Podcast, and you should be able to find us that way. Right. Tell them where they can send us an email, Obi. Uh, email. Uh, oh, there's the Two Minds Podcast at gmail.com. That's yep. an easy one to get to real quick. That's right. You yep. can hit us up on the Twitter if it still has there, uh, at Two Minds Podcast. That's two spelled out, T-W-O. On all of these, it's always two spelled out, T-W-O. Two Minds Podcast. Yeah, and then we've got this new one that um, that we've been using here recently, um, Mastodon. And if you want to hit us up on that one, it is mstdn.party, P-A-R-T-Y, forward slash, at Two Minds Podcast. Um, you can find mm-hmm. us there. Yeah, and you can find this in all of our episodes. I think you may have already said this, but all of our past episodes or like us, subscribe to us, give us comments and feedback there on our hosting site, twominds.podbean.com. That's yep. where I started. Is that listening? Where you started? Yeah, whenever we were... Podbean? Yep, that's yep. when I started. Now I kind of move over to Spotify. and You know, Facebook always dings up. So once once I'm kind of set, I get just notifications say, as soon as it, it we launches. We put it up and then we put links to it and then we share yep. it on Facebook as well. So. And then it just yeah. ding, 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 ding. Across the board. We try to make it available anywhere that you would like to listen. Yeah. And for anybody that's out there that wants to totally nerd it up, this episode is.